one of the reasons why I uh, just uh, felt so blessed this week, and, and I, I know several of you had made the comment that I look better today than I did on Wednesday night. I just uh, look tired and, and uh, still a little down, and I wasn't feeling my best, but I was bound to determine on Wednesday night to at least say, say that I thank God and I praise God, and I was thankful for all the prayers that we had for our family. And, and you say, Brother Arnie, you're going to beat that to death. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Until you stand where I stand and go through the things that I've gone through and realize how many folks are praying for you, you just don't know what it feels like to be a pastor and know there's so many people out there who care so much for me. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we had a... T it, it, I can't explain the week. It, even in words, it just, it's just like I can't convey it. Um, but I hope and pray that nobody has to go through what we've went through. And as I said Wednesday night, I know folks have gone through a whole lot worse than what we've gone through. But there's just something about that week that just, um, I'm going to tell you, has made it uh, stick in our minds to realize just how much we're loved first and foremost of God, and then also of our church family. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. Psalms chapter 7. If you stay with us tonight, we'll read this verse, or we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll start reading through these verses. They're all found in Psalms. That, that'll give you, give you an idea of where we're going to be at. Uh, but Psalm 7 will be the first place we go after we're done praying. Father, tonight I thank you, Lord, for your love. I thank you, Father, for your mercy. Dear God, I know tonight that I cannot praise thee enough for all the goodness that thou hast done for us and done for this church, the Lord, our family, uh, for myself. God, there's not enough ability, uh, Lord, within me. But, Lord, I pray tonight, dear God, that we'll take a few moments of time and reading thy word that you will be glorified by it. And, Father, that we would be encouraged by it, but also challenged, Lord. Uh, Father, we've got so many opportunities to praise you and to thank you for so many blessings and so many things that you've done. It's just unbelievable, Father, if we was to stop and really begin to count what you've done for all of us in our lives. And we couldn't testify long enough, Father, of your greatness and your mercy. But we do thank you, Father, this evening. And we give you glory, Father, tonight in the precious name of Christ Jesus. And an amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. Psalms chapter 7, verse 17 says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. And I will say this to you tonight. Uh, there is none righteous but one. And that's God himself. Christ is the righteous. Our righteousness comes from him. So when we praise him according to his righteousness, we're acknowledging that we would have no hope without him. And then he said, I will sing praises to the name of the Lord most high. And, and I will say this, uh, and one of the other things in, in, in going over and setting for this uh, last week, and, and again, uh, this was uh, uh, one of the, 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 the messages that we had for Sunday last week, and we had studied on, and we'd been prepared and ready, uh, and I just thought about how hard, how often we uh, don't praise God for a lot of things there, uh, but then how the Bible tells us that we are to encourage one another in songs and psalms. And hymns, and you know what? Uh, that's true. A merry heart 
uh, is good medicine, and we, we begin to sing and praise the Lord and, and, and do those things there, we'll, we'll feel a lot better. But, but he said, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness. And I know tonight without Jesus Christ in my life, I have no reason to praise God in that aspect because I do not experience or would not be experiencing uh, the righteousness that I received through Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior in my life that changed me completely, gave me a new way of thinking, gave me a new way of living, has, has helped me through so many things in my life, has changed this, the, the attitude that I have even today. I'm glad to say that while I have grown up, I have grown up, so to say. You know, I've grew up in the Lord, and so the older you get, the wiser you get. And I will say this, if you follow God, you will get wise and wisdom beyond your years. It changes the way you are when you start to do that. Psalms chapter 9, verse 1, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Now remember, not very long ago, we studied on and we preached on, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, everything that is there. Uh, and he says, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy mind, uh, recorded, I believe, in Luke there, uh, with all my strength, another uh, passage would say there. But, but he said, I'm going to love thee, Lord, with all my heart. In other words, God is going to be the first and foremost and most important thing in my life. That is why the church is where it is today in a lot of ways is because we do not love God in that manner. And we love ourselves, but we don't love the Lord that way. We, we love who we, uh, what we can have, but we're not loving who we can have. And I will say this, if I have nothing but Jesus, I've got everything that I need. And I thought about that this evening a little bit there, how that we would oftentimes, there are people says, you know, well, I can't live without this and I can't live without that. And like I said before, I know I have to have air. I know I have to have water. I know I have to have food in order to live there. But the truth of the matter is this, these things are really not uh, necessary in the aspect that I've got to go out and do everything I can to accomplish getting those because my Bible says that if I will serve and honor and glorify and love and follow and walk with the Lord, he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So all of those things will come to me if I'm putting him first. That's the key. That's why the church is where it is today because God is not first. They're always looking for something to satisfy or something to do something. And the truth of the matter is, is if we would just stop and focus and put God first in our lives, in our home lives, our own lives, our home lives, and in our church lives, then God would make sure that the needs that we have are met according to his riches and glory. So church, like I was telling the guys, you know, we're not going to fall unless we fail to serve God. That's going to be the end of end-alls if we fail to serve Lord. He said, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Can we talk enough about the Lord? Can we talk enough about the goodness of God and his magnificence? Look at verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. I mean, just lift him up. And see what God can do. I like verse 3. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at 
thy presence. That's an important thing. You know, when we think about, well, you know what, the other day that I got up and the devil beat me up, but I just, <laughs> Brother Don, we like that, right? We blacked his eye, we just went anyways. But the truth of the matter is this, if I get up and I serve God, even though the enemy's coming up, I don't have to worry about what the devil's going to do because I know he can't do any more than what God allows him to do. And furthermore, if God sees him getting out of hand, he can control him real easy. It's just that simple. Psalms 35, 18. says, I will give thee thanks in, thy great, in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Now, Jesus said, if we confess him not before, his, before men, he will not confess us before his Father and his angels. So when we read what the psalmist is saying here, he said that he is going to give thanks in the great congregation, and he's going to praise God among what much people. He's not going to allow the crowd to determine how much he will or will not say uh, for the Lord and what he will and will not say. Can I tell you this, that a lot of times, uh, and, and, and it's the truth, and I hate to say it when we got so many uh, uh, funeral services going on in different places there, but, but a lot of times people will not say anything to be offensive to the people they're talking to because they're more afraid of the reaction of the people than they are of the judgment of God. That makes no sense. I'm getting to be too old to worry about what you think and not worry about what God thinks. Instead, i got to be worrying about what God thinks instead of what people think because when I stand in judgment, I stand before a holy God, not before a congregation of people. And so Psalms, David, I will praise thee huh, among much people. You know what? We, we used to say this, little is much if God is in it, right? And now we say today, little's not much. We need to get more. The world is going against God, not going towards God. The decrease is at hand. The Bible tells us that the sign of perdition will not be revealed except there come a great falling away first. And by the way, the word great there does mean much. It doesn't mean great people. It means a great number of people. And I've always said this, and I believe it. You can't fall away from something you never got part of. I mean, Walmart Stark Falls doesn't bother me a bit. I don't own none, right? You know, and I'm not saying that it should fall and stuff. I don't know where it's at. If you got it, I hope it's up good. But, but the point is, is if you don't belong, it, it really cannot affect you. But if you do belong... That's when the effect comes. And there's a lot of people turning their back on God because of the day and hour which we're living in. They're too satisfied with themselves and not satisfied with God. Or they too, people are convincing them. This is the other thing that really drives me insane. Prosperity preaching. That people will tell you that if you do X, Y, and Z, God is going to bless you. And if God is not doing this, then you're not doing that or you're not in the right place. And I'm just going to tell you this. Financially speaking, God said he'd supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. But he never told me that I would be a millionaire. He didn't tell me that I would be flying around in an airplane. And if he wanted me to fly around in an airplane, I don't need to ask you to buy it for me. He can get me a ticket for one. I mean, honest and truly, when we stop to think about it, how, how much that we dis, 
dispel what praising God actually means. Praising God means that I realize that God is greater, mightier, and more than me. And everything I got belongs to him in the first place. Just to be, just to be me in the sight of God. So he says in 52 and verse 9, I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. God has done it. Now, now think about this for a second. Go back here. Verse 5. Psalms 52, verse 5. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of the dwelling place. And the root see thee out of the land of the living. So lie. The righteous also shall see and fear. Now, God is not going to let go or, excuse me, take it easy on, 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 on folks um, who lost folks. We'll simplify it there. But he said, the righteous shall see in fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like the green tree olive tree in the house of God I trust in the mercy of God forever I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it not me but him I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints you know I will say this and I, I like the word wait they that wait upon the Lord right we should do that Psalms 54 and 6, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. If we go through life and we realize some other things here, how many times somebody says, well, that's good for you. Probiotics is good for you. Me, me and Ned have been trying to find a good probiotic that would satisfy the gut, that would help us in a lot of uh, way we feel and different things there. And you know what? There's everybody out there. That Well, this one's good for you, and this one's good for you. Don't get one without that, and don't get one without that. You know, the, the funny thing is, is that we go through, and we're always trying to figure out a better way to serve God or a better word of God and so forth, but yet we don't hang ourselves on just the simplicity of this, that God is God, and that's good. It's good enough. And you got a pure word of God in your King James Bible. Hold on to that. Don't, don't try to improve it. I heard a guy the other day, and, and, and I disagreed with this preacher. Uh, well, it wasn't the other day, it was today. He said he was saved at the age of 14, didn't get the Holy Ghost until he was 19. I said, boy, you're wrong there. I disagree with that. You can't live for God without the Holy Ghost. But the theory behind that teaching is this, that you're good at this point, but you'll get even better at that point. And you've got to work your way to that. Hey, God did it. It's good. When God saved me, he gave me everything that I need. It's good. God gave us the word of God. It's good. Don't try to improve it. You can't do it. I told David I'll try not to chase rabbits anymore. Psalms 56, 4. In God will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Now, now look at that. In God, I will praise his word. 
I'm thankful for the Word of God. I'm thankful for the way that it's written. And by the way, I, I've been studying on some things there and some other uh, religions and, and some of their teachings and things just to kind of not only just have, have the ability to understand what I talk about sometimes, but also to understand why they are the way they are. And I, I've come across so many of them who simply say that the King James Bible is a beautiful work of literature. It's not the Word of God. It's a beautiful work of literature. Now, it's, it's more than a word of literature. It is the inspired word of God. It is infallible, inerrant, and absolutely complete. You cannot improve upon it, and you cannot disprove it. It is everything that it needs to be. So when I think about this th the thought there, I've, in God, I will praise His word. Can I tell you something tonight, church? I, and I think about this because I've been studying these things a little bit. But, but how many times I've said these things, that God does not hear the prayers of the wicked when they say they're going to pray for you. It's, it's not working. God is not listening. And I'm not saying that God doesn't hear, hear what they're saying, that, he, that they want to pray for you as a child of God in that aspect. It's just that God's not going to honor their request. They don't serve God. They're not honoring they're not following. They're not believing. And, and I see it all the time. And I just, I just want to stop sometimes. And, and it's kind of funny for me because I, I want, sometimes I want to stop and I want to ask them, how can you praise God when you got alcohol and want, why would you say, I'm going to pray for you when you don't even go to church, you don't read your Bible, you, you, don't, uh, you don't serve him, you you cuss and you drink and you smoke and you do all of everything that's just totally against what God would have and all of these things you're doing there and then turn around and say I'm, I'll be praying for you if you really want to pray for me get right with God get up in the morning and go to church read your Bible pray seek the Lord Hey, hey, I'm telling you, there are things that God looks at us, and when he looks at us, he says, I'm not going to honor you for doing that. But then he says, if you will honor me, then, then I will bless you. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Why a lost and dying world thinks that they can have a good relationship with God. And you know what? We as Christians a lot of times won't say anything about that because we don't want to offend Nobody. I asked a question the other day. Sister Kenya replied to it, and Sister, uh, uh, Sister uh, Cordell replied to it. I don't know if anybody else had since then, but I asked the question, why did the Catholic Church remove thou shalt not have any graven images from what they consider their Ten Commandments? Good question. I know why. Those of you who know anything about Catholicism knows why. But what was an amazing thought to me is this. is I have some family that's Catholic that has touch with our Facebook and none of them would say a word. But I put it out there to provoke some thought. But can I ask you this? Why do we say we believe in the Ten Commandments of God but yet will not observe them? As Christians. 
So he said, in God, I will praise his word. And his word is what's telling you and I how to live. What our life should be like. I mean, I can't sit in the bar, like I said, on Saturday night, show up on Sunday morning and think God's going to bless everything. It does not work that way. And yet there are people all over this country who believe it does. And they, they believe that, and not only in that, but they believe they can be living in fornication at their house and come to church and sit in the pews, and God's not going to care about that. It's not going to matter that they're doing the wrong thing as long as they're showing up in the house of God. And, and you can't put junk in your mind from the television and from the radio on, on, on seven, six days a week and bless, think that when you come to church that God's going to be there and going to be blessing and you're going to be right in step with God. After all, I mean, if you put away ACDC for an hour, does God really care? I don't think he does. I don't think you got it right. If we're going to praise him, I like this verse. Didn't mean to hang up so long there. But in God, I will praise his word. It's God's word that brings my heart to conviction. It's God's word that, that sets my mind to thoughts and think, am I doing what I need to be doing? It's God's word that causes me to pray and, and think that I've got to get things right with God because, after all, when I stand before God, all I will have to help me is God's word. The Holy Spirit is going to reprove the world, and he's going to use the word of God to do it. He's not going outside the boundaries and the binding of the word that he gave us. As the old saying is, the, 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 the contract with God lies within these four corners. I'm going to praise him in his word because in God, he said, in God I put my trust and I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Church, we better get a hold of that one right there because the flesh of the enemy, and when I say the flesh of the enemy, I'm talking about those who are following him, is rising up. I shared this morning about a young man who was arrested in Canada because he said men are men and women are women. There was also a gentleman in our country last year arrested because he had the gall to push a guy who was confronting his 12-year-old son while they were standing out on a sidewalk away from the abortion clinic with a sign and praying for those that would be going into the abortion clinic. And a grown man begins to confront this man's 12-year-old son, and he kept telling him to back off, to back off, to back off, and he didn't back off, and finally he shoved him away from his son. They arrested him, put him in jail. He went, uh, or, and I, I don't know how long he was there or what, but anyways, he, he went on trial and was found innocent, not guilty of breaking any law. So... That's not good enough. Now the FBI has to come in and raid his home and arrest him with long guns and everything else and again take him to jail because of this. And, and, and when it was all said and done, once again, he is found innocent. The only reason they arrested him 
was because it bothered them that he was standing outside an abortion clinic praying and trying to stop people from going in. Not physically, but just by his presence. Church, we're living in a day and hour than we thought would never arrive, but has arrived. And it's not going to get better, it's going to get worse. We've got to determine that we will trust God and not fear what flesh can do to us. In 57 and 9, he reiterates what he said earlier. He said, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. God's just, if you think about it, he, we, we should not give, give up any of our right to praise and worship and honor God. Paul and Silas did not do it in prison. They sang praises and honored God at the midnight hour, and in so doing, the prison doors was open and their chain bands fell off. They were right. I, they 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 were in dark dungeon prison. They were down with the rats and everything else, but they still refused to give up on God. I mean, what's the worst they could have done to them? Killed them? They'd have gone to be with the Lord. If you kill me, you're really letting me free. Just think about it. The other side of that is, though, if I bend to you or you bend to me instead of to God, and then we get killed, what happens? 69 and verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. And I will magnify him with thanksgiving. For the last three weeks, at least three weeks, but I know for the last three weeks for sure, because he lives has been on my mind every day. Sometimes all day long, it's the only song that runs through my mind. In the evening time, a few times, I've gone to the bedroom and uh, I pick up Netta's guitar and it's got one of those uh, buddy things. I don't know what they're called. It's, a, it's not a cheat sheet. It's a, it just plays the keys for you. And I'll get that, and I'll just sit back there, and I'll, and I'll just play Because He Lives over and over and over again and just sing, just me and the Lord. Back in the bedroom just singing Because He Lives. And I'm going to be honest with you, church. The devil doesn't like it when you sing songs of glory to God he does not care if you let in all the honky tonk and everything else it just it doesn't bother him it, it ought to bother us as Christians but it doesn't bother the devil and if it doesn't bother the devil then that ought to bother us right but he does get bothered by songs that inspire and lift your spirit 
Songs like I Claim the Blood, Because He Lives, I Know a Man Who Can, There Is a Fountain, Victory in Jesus, The Old Rugged Cross. I, I was reading on a, on a religion the other day, Anglican. I can't never say the word right. Anyways, they, 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 it, 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 I, it, I, was, I was reading on it because of, of um, we was looking at some stuff on C.S. Lewis, and, and I was reading on the religion Anglican there. And Anglican, they, they, do, not, they do not look at the cross. They, it, the, to them, the cross is a pagan emblem. Now, that cross there can do nothing. You move it, I move it, it goes wherever. But, but what that represents is so much because of who died on the cross and the fact that he's not on the cross any longer, but rather he sits at the right hand of God making intercession for you and I. And so the devil doesn't like songs like the old rugged cross, amazing grace, how great thou art. It's like I said, there is a fountain. He doesn't like songs that encourage our hearts and, and strengthen us and make us think about who God is and the importance of God in our lives and, and what Jesus did. I, I mean, I just think about one of the other, I guess we call it our theme song, uh, the song called Behold Our God. And, and it just talks about the, one of the, the first verse in there. It, it talks about uh, uh, who, who's numbered the sands. And I, and I had to stop and I thought about that for a second. The Bible says that Abraham was told that his, his seed would be uh, uh, unnumberable more than the sands of the sea. It would be unnumberable uh, uh, like the stars in the sky. And I just thought to myself, but God knows exactly how many stars there are. And God knows exactly how many grains of sand there is. That is just unbelievable. And yet God cares for me and loves me. You have to stop and say, you know what? When you sing a song that encourages you in the Lord, what a, what a day. And he said, I will praise the name of God with a song I will, and will magnify him with thanksgiving. There's another song called I Will Lift, your name, I will lift His Name on High. And I will sing, let, sing his praises. I, I don't know, the girls used to sing it a lot. Lord, I lift your name on high. Lord, I love to sing your praises. Just think about it. When we stop to really take time to praise God, could we really find that there would be somewhere where, you know, I just don't know what to praise God for anymore. I stop and I think about the list of things that I said this morning, what the devil did not want me to be or want me to do. He did not want me to be born, did not want me to be saved, and you go on down through there, and you know what? The truth of the matter is, is if I said tonight, I'll never preach again, the devil would smile on his face. But I will never preach again if God takes me home before I get to preach again. That's the only way I'd say it. Because if God has a place for me to preach, I'm going to preach. God is faithful, church. There's 21 verses. I won't even try to cover them all this evening. But it just goes on and he continues to say, I will praise thee, O Lord. I will praise thee, O Lord. I will greatly praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. With 
And look at this, and, and I'll read this one to you. Psalms 111 and verse 1. Praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. God, hey, if we're going to praise him, praise him in church. I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. And I said they were all in Psalms. I was wrong. I forgot there was two of them in Isaiah. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1 says, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. You go on to read that chapter. And he talks about going back to the wells of salvation. We get to the wells of salvation. Church, we will begin to praise and worship and honor and glorify the Father. Would you stand with us this evening? Heavenly Father, again tonight, I thank you, dear Lord, for your many blessings. I thank you, Father, for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I know tonight that thou, Father, lovest us, and we ought to love thee. And Lord, even the scripture says we love thee because thou first loved us. It's an amazing thing to think, Father, tonight that you love me. God, when I didn't love you, Lord, when I denied you, Father, when I wouldn't follow you or obey you, God, I, I know tonight, Father, that there are many that say that they, 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 they believe there's a God. They believe in heaven. Even those, Father, who say they believe in heaven and believe in hell, and yet they still won't serve you. Or they make a mockery of it. Or Father, they figured out that they figured that they can do it their way. But Lord, tonight I'm so thankful, so grateful that you gave us your word. And Father, while I'm not perfect, I know tonight, Father, that if I will praise thee and follow thee, God, you'll never leave me wrong. So I ask you, Lord, this evening to help us. Help us to be what we need to be. Help us, Father, to do what we need to do. And we'll give you glory, Father. We'll give you praise, Father, in Jesus' precious, holy, righteous, beloved name. And amen. Amen.